And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Because it's National Fried Chicken Day as well. Um, when this, this, is, this is the best nerd DC cover I've ever heard. Thank you. Um, when you get fried chicken, because yes. let's face it, we like fried chicken. Um, um, I will say, the last, I would say, six times I've eaten fried chicken, it's because GQ brought it to my house. That's fine. That's fine. I, I was tempted. He had responded to something. I think he he barged into our uh, our heterosexual lovemaking. And um, I, I really wanted to just be like, you know what? If you're going to bring some fried chicken over, I'll come over and we could celebrate fried chicken day in grand style. Um, but when you eat fried chicken, what do you go for? Are you a, are you a leg man? Are you yeah. a drumstick man? Are you a... Aren't legs and drumsticks the same thing? Well, there's the le- I guess there's the thigh and the drumstick, which together would make up the leg. Right, so I mean... I'm, I'm, not, an, I'm not an anatomist. I'm not an anatomist, poultry right. or otherwise. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for the leg. If what you're telling me is you've got drumsticks and separate thighs, I am going to go for the drumstick first. Yeah. And then I will likely follow up with the thigh once the drumsticks have been depleted. Okay. Um, I will go to the breast last. And it's funny because that's the exact opposite of the way I... Never mind. Sorry. Getting too personal. I was comfortable for, a, for like, like the first part, and I was ready, and then I thought about it, and I went, I, I know Mrs. Manson. I've known her for... Uh, she's a dear friend. I, I don't want to think of her in that way. If it makes you feel any better. I think about you and your wife that way all the time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to go on the record as saying, I do not. That was just said for comic effect on this show. I have never once thought of either of you in such conditions. Oh, God, I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> That's not helping. <laughs> this is why we need a video show. Oh, uh... Um, I did go online oh, this past week and once again price wrestling masks because I'm watching <laughs> New Japan, which features. Wait, whoa, 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 wait! Before the masks, you didn't tell me about your fried chicken preferences. I'm the same way. I go for the the drumsticks and thighs. I will eat uh, breasts. Um, I'll get right in there and uh-huh. scarf them down. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but I course, just like the dark meat. I am a dark um, meat fan. Well. Though I have noticed lately, um, my stomach does not like, and my digestive tract does not like the dark meat as much. When I eat dark meat, it tries to get rid of it as quickly as possible. And it's probably the higher fat content. It must not, um, your tract must not appreciate that. Yeah, but I, huh. you know, my, my taste buds appreciate it because oh, dark yeah. meat is far superior. Yeah. To what to white meat? I am jealous of whatever you're eating jerky of some kind. Beef jerky, it's delicious. All right, I'm realizing that it is dinner time, and I did not pr- plan for that. I barely managed to get my head-sized water <laughs> bottle filled. 
I'm uh, still amazes me how large that thing. Is. I saw it in person when we recorded the last round of DC and Doc Talk. I can't tell you how many times I hear that. That especially in person, the girth is what gets them. Are we just going to have to make every show explicit now? <laughs> I think something happened along the way. We broke through the barrier. I think um, we did. Okay. <laughs> we, we Yep, the barrier has been popped. It's now... I'm just shaking my head at you. Um, speaking of great balls that are on fire, Doc, mm. uh, there's a pay-per-view, but you, you said you were going to create some controversy. Um, well... Do you have controversy, or are you just going to conjure it up out of thin air? Do you have a controversial opinion that you'd like to share? I do have a controversial opinion. Do you um, want to start there? Let's just start right with the uh, let's start right with the good stuff. Okay, all right. Let's not um, bury the now, lead, as they say. Here's the thing with this controversial opinion. I think anybody who listens to what I'm about to say will not find it controversial. They will say. Oh, yeah, I guess he's right. But I do think that looking at what happened on Twitter this week, um, there's a lot of people out there for whom apparently didn't think about things this way, and that's why I say it's controversial. They may initially want to disagree with me, but I think that when you really take a moment and reflect, you have to agree with what I'm going to say. All right. Um, I have I have been away. I have been on another vacation, one of one of the many I seem to take in the summer. Um, so I have not been as uh, with the Twitter thing. I will fully admit right now I watched some New Japan because I was able to do that on my iPad, um, but I did not have the uh, the time or the ability to catch up on WWE. So I have still not seen any of it. Um, <clears throat> but what what was happening on Twitter? What is what is going on here? Well, let me preface this now by saying that this was a great opportunity for me. Uh, over the weekend, I think you had mentioned to me while we were recording DC and Doc Doc how many people I was following on Twitter, and you know this one thing I will say that was nice about this. What came out of this is I went through, and every single person who talked about this with a exception of a few people who, you know, are more active on my feed and who I interact with. I forgave them. But for the, the, for the people who I didn't know, the people with whom I really don't have any interaction, people who were talking about this, I just unfollowed them. All right, then. So I unfollowed you're, you're probably building over this up to be a very people. big thing. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I will say, my Twitter feed has been imminently more readable and legible since dropping those hundred or so people. I'm still up around 800 people that I'm following. It's still too many. I'll probably keep going. But I think this is a good tactic. When something controversial like this comes up, something I don't agree with, you know, I, I can just, I can, I can enhance my own echo chamber by just getting all those dissenting opinions right out of my field of view. That's healthy, right? That's what we do in today's world. Can you just tell me what it is, please? Okay. Enough, enough with the teasing. Let's get to it. All right. Um, so, as you may or may not be aware, because, again, you did not watch wrestling this week, on SmackDown, there was a rap battle. I heard about the rap battle. The only thing I heard about the rap battle was that um, somebody referenced Xavier Woods and his the photos that appeared of him 
um, online around WrestleMania time. They said that, um, this is paraphrasing, I don't remember exactly what the line was, but basically those videos with Xavier Woods that were rated R were, you know, so on and so forth, something, something. So yes, they called reference to the videos that were leaked of Xavier Woods and Paige. And Brad Maddox. And Brad Maddox having an adult relationship. Okay. So I, I still do not understand what they where the controversy comes in. The controversy comes from everybody on Twitter was like, Oh, burn! The Usos won! This was the line of the year! Oh, burn! They just like, schooled the New Day so hard, they won this rap battle! Everybody, everybody just causes all over my feed. Oh, they just, the Usos! Oh, man, the Usos! They, they destroyed Xavier Woods! They destroyed the New Day! Oh, that rated R line, that was, that was hysterical! Line of the year! Line of the year! I can't count how many people in my feed were talking about that. I don't know about you, we didn't talk about it very much on the show, but when everything happened with Paige around WrestleMania season, I think you can agree with me that the general consensus, um, at least in our community, and our community does tend to be more level-headed, you know, the neighborhood and all that. I want to, you know, for a second, let's just applaud the neighborhood, because you tend to be, to me, the better of the fans that are out there. You know, you guys do tend to to recognize that something like that is not a laughing matter. Those are personal videos that were leaked against her will. She's an adult. She can do what she likes. And it's not very good. It's, it's, not, it's not fair that those things are now public record. And it's not her fault. She didn't do anything wrong, necessarily. Um, and I think, you know, the consensus around that was not to shame her as a person, but rather to feel sorry for her that this had to happen to her. You know, I don't think too many people in our community were out there shaming her for the what happened. I don't think that happened. And so again, I like to applaud the neighborhood for that. This past week, however, why is it, when we're taking the reverse side of this, why is it that now a joke on national television being called out, somebody's personal life. This is the exact same situation that we're talking It's literally the exact same videos that we're talking about. Somehow it's okay for the Usos to be shaming Xavier Woods on television, and you guys are just eating it up? This is the best piece of television you've seen all year? This, this is... This is, oh, burn of the century! Oh, they win the rap battle! Oh, that was super entertaining! I don't get it, man. I don't think it's very funny. I don't think it has any spot on television. I don't think it has any spot on a PG-rated family product. And, you know, I don't understand why it's okay to shame Xavier Woods for the exact same thing that we all came together and defended Paige for. I, I just, it doesn't sit right with me. It makes me feel a little bit ill, I would say. I'm not trying to be mightier than thou or on my high horse. I just, I don't feel like that's very good entertainment and i was sort of disappointed by some of the reaction that i saw okay i am also disappointed i am also disappointed i was promised controversy and i gotta tell you this is not a controversial opinion i understand i i, I unfollowed I, I, 100 people i get that i unfollowed 10 percent of my twitter feed i understand that Apparently it's controversial. Apparently nobody's thinking about this. 
That's the no, thing. But this is he controversial means when you went after Roman Reigns for getting hit in the head with the briefcase, that was I wouldn't say I went after him. I made a joke on Twitter. But well, I'm like I'm saying, my first day. That's on controversy. You are expressing what I believe to be a level-headed opinion. I think people are, you know, people are are making a big deal of this because it's something that happened in the past, and we have, as humans. We tend to have short memories, especially when you put us in groups. We have short memories and short attention spans. And also, and I don't want to go down this road, but there is a difference in the in the creation of these sort of videos and pictures between the female involved and the man involved. There is a different public perception there's a different way that it is handled. So the fact that, you know, this is one of those, oh man, WWE got real. It's like the Attitude Era sort of thing. And I think that's what people latched onto. I don't agree with them. I am on your side with this. I fully endorse you following, unfollowing rather, those hundred or so people. I'm glad I missed it. Because, you know, when I heard about it, I was like, okay. Yeah. You know. Um, but it's that whole thing, you know, when John Cena was rap master or the doctor of thugonomics or whatever, and, you know, that's what is supposed to happen. As someone who took, I'm not kidding, I have taken the history of hip-hop as a college-level course. We learned the different things you do when creating a rap, you know, those sorts of things are one of them. You're supposed to find the weakness of the person you are rapping against and incorporate that in but i don't agree with it but i also don't think that this is controversial i think we are expressing the opinion of those who can take a step back and be like it is not fair you know if this was a rap battle between page and alexa bliss or page and nia Jax, or page and lana or name you know if page was still in wwe that would not have taken place yeah. They, would not have, they would not have said that, I don't think. Or it would have been, you know, it would have been something like when Nikki Bella told Brie Bella she wished she died in the womb, that sort of thing. Well, see, I mean, that at least was an awful thing for her to say, but you had the impression that that was just fictional. You know what I mean? Yes, but that's what I'm talking about is, you know, it would have been said, and people would have, people would have treated it differently. They might have said it was the line of the year, but if Lana had said that to Paige, it would have been, oh, what a catty thing to say. That was crossing a line. There would have been more of a hoopla about it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, the only controversial thing about it, I think, is, again, I, I mean, I preface this by saying, I don't think people are going to find this controversial if they're listening to this show. If they're listening to me explain this, they're not going to find this controversial at all. But the real controversial thing about it is, to me, some of the leaders in our community, some of the people who I sort of look to in the neighborhood, um, for them to be going out there and saying these sorts of things, well, again, I was sort of disappointed. I can totally understand that. How shall I phrase this? It is my belief that as a podcast host and someone who is seen as, I will not call myself a leader in the neighborhood, but I would consider myself an elder statesman of the neighborhood because I believe, and I could be wrong, 
but I believe the neighborhood as a term did not exist until I coined it. Again, could be wrong, maybe Liam Stryker coined it, but I, I know they were calling it the nai brotherhood, which didn't make any sense at all. Um, <laughs> but I believe that those who are elder statesmen need to rise above and need to not get involved in such things. And I've had those sorts of conversations with various members of the neighborhood before because people get dragged into either these sorts of situations or petty arguments that devolve into just insulting other people for, you know, their for having opinions that are different than ours. That is not what yeah. we do. I mean, and again, I, I, I am going to cut some slack here. I mean, I used the term that I was disappointed and I don't, that's probably not fair. I mean, because I mean, as you said earlier, like I think people were latching on to this was edgy wasn't something I expected, yes. that attitude era type. Like, I understand, like, seeing that and being excited about it, and, and like, I, I get that that viewpoint, but I, I don't know. Like, the, the level of discourse that I find happens in the neighborhood, I'm just, I guess I'm just surprised that more people didn't see it this way from the get-go. What I also will say is I've found, with a number of people in the neighborhood, elders, statesmen, and women, and the like, I believe we have seen more days on Twitter. I think I tweeted this out. I believe I have seen more days on Twitter than I have left. I'm not sure because the discourse is beginning to trend in a direction that I personally don't wish to partake in. Eventually it's going to come a time where I'm only out here, you know, to talk, you know, to tweet out the random things I'm thinking while watching New Japan at five in the morning. Well, maybe I can find a different way of doing that than being on Twitter and having to deal with, you know, because I only follow whatever number it is, 492 people. And even that I'm debating going through and kind of, you know, culling, mm -hmm. culling it a bit. And I don't mean to, again, it does make us sound like we are holier than thou. And I suppose in a way... I am, I am feeling like that. I do not wish to partake in certain kinds of conversations that other people do, and that's fine. Have that, that conversation if that's what you'd like to do. Just know that I'm not going to choose not to be a part of it. Right. And so, you know, I think another thing about it is we are dealing with the Usos who have been, for the vast majority of their careers, black holes of charisma. So the yeah. fact that they have suddenly found a personality and are doing anything edgy is shocking and you know true so true but anyways i i thank you for again and while i won't necessarily say this is controversy i will however enjoy the discussion as i have and i do think it's worth mentioning because i you know we are sort of we're not drawing I mean, we're not drawing a line in the sand but we are no we are expressing course, our views like, that i consider myself a satirist you know like i mean I, I go out there... In order for that to happen, you would have to start doing the weekly wrestling news again. Well, that's true. But, I'm just saying, I go out there sometimes, I say things that aren't exactly palatable, I say them to get responses from people, like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not looking down on that type of humor at all. It's just... I, I also just have kind of have a strong moral compass in terms of... Mm -hmm. What I feel is there are certain things that are worth satirizing, and there are certain things that are, and then there are certain things that are just too easy. 
Like, yeah. you know, that that yeah. that is recent enough that it's just, that's the easy joke to make. And that does, just because maybe it's that's part joke of it doesn't mean it's a good one. I mean, that might be part of it also. I mean, our improv training, learning not always to go blue. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you, ha- you have to show some restraint sometimes, and maybe that's also part of my DNA now, and that's part of what I'm sort of rebelling against, going that easiest possible route. Maybe that's part of why yeah. it rocks You're, me you're so picking wrong. the low-hanging fruit. And, yeah. you know, one yeah. of the things, Del Close, again, I don't want to get into improv theory here, but one of his big tenets was you speak at the top of your intelligence. Right. That's absolutely not what happened. Yeah. I, it's funny because my personal approach to improv was to speak at the bottom. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, and it's, 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 it's you know... I, it, the weekly wrestling news is proof of that. But it's not, at the same, because you're coming up with these things... You know, again, you're, you're not necessarily talking about single-cell mitosis or any of that sort of stuff. You're not discussing the inner workings of the mitochondria. Um... I've been reading that science. I'll give I'll give you a dollar if you can tell me what the mitochondria does. Oh man, I just read about this. I know that it is inside the cell. Doesn't it have something to do with RNA? Um, there is a component to that, sure, but I know that it, it is it is inside the cell, but it doesn't behave <laughs> like its host cell. It behaves completely differently than the cell itself. It's true. I mean, it seems to be that the mitochondria is, in fact, a remnant of a prokaryotic symbiosis. As opposed, to a, as opposed to a eukaryotic one. That's correct. All right, can you tell me what kind of cells we have? Prokaryotic and eukaryotic? Eukaryotic. Whoa! This man is a scientist! You give him his degree right now! Yeah! DC! I don't want the degree. I want the C- minus I got in Bio 102 to be changed to a C+. Plus. How about just a straight C? Okay, I'll take that. All right. Uh, all right. So, um, but yes, yes. Uh, I'm glad I missed it. I am glad. You know, I have not. I have been less active on Twitter um, than I used to be, and I can't tell you that I missed it. I am. I was more active on Twitter this week than I have been. I enjoyed that. Months. I enjoyed watching you, you know, kind of promote what's going on. Um, so let's talk about what's going on because uh, there is a pay per view this Sunday. It is Great Balls of Fire. There are eight matches, though people are telling me online that there is possibly a ninth because as of right now, Finn Balor is not on the show, at least according mm-hmm. to Wikipedia, the trusted name in news. Um, People are telling me he's going to wrestle the Drifter, which I find hilarious. Um, so, did you watch Raw? Yes. Did you watch SmackDown? Yes. All right. Well, good. Uh, what is causing you to do that? What has brought you back? Is it that you finished Twin Peaks and there's nothing else to watch? Is it... What? Part of it. Um, so, the other big news in Doc Manson land this week... Oh. And there's several pieces, actually. It's been a busy week. Um, we canceled Cable. Uh, on I heard Saturday. That. Yeah, so we brought back the cable box. It's all handed in. It's a done deal. We're done with cable television. I, we uh, have canceled cable, but I still have the cable. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. No, I don't. Oh. I don't still have the cable box. I have an old router that we are no longer using. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we still get internet for the cable company, so it's not like we were completely able to shut. Yes. The we need internet. Did you have but, uh, difficulty canceling cable? Because my. Uh, my history with it was that it, they were very happy to cancel our cable. 
Um, it seems like they were mostly happy to. They did try to retain us. They did try to say, well, we could get, definitely get you some money off your current bill. And, I mean, you know, Mrs. Manson basically just said, told them, listen, uh, it's not a service that we're using. We're not really interested in that reduced cost. So, so what are you using to watch your WWE program? Well, I signed up for a seven-day free trial of Sling TV, which I'm now watching through the Apple TV. And the reason why I signed up for Sling TV um, is because it gets me USA Network, and it also gets me El Rey Network. And it gets me both of those channels for $25 a month. Um, those are the only two channels I have any interest at all in watching. I mean, I would be happier if they had Pop TV, because I would maybe like to check in on Impact from time to time. But in the grand scheme of things, I need my Lucha, I need my Dubba Dubba Dubba, and I don't need my uh, GFW. So um, that's right out the door at the moment. Um, now, the only other way I could get El Rey Network is through PlayStation uh, View. But to get El Rey Network on PlayStation View, I would need to have the $70 yeah. a month plan. Yeah. So I was just looking at that, and I was like, my only other option for this is Sling TV at 25 bucks a month. Well, that's a freaking no-brainer. Don't get me wrong. PlayStation View has a lot more features. It has a lot more channels. But in the grand scheme of things, honestly, the only television we watch in this house is wrestling. And it's WWE. The only and the only weekly, episode, the weekly cable. Like you watch Netflix, you yeah. watch those things. Well, I don't consider Netflix television. I mean, I guess it technically is the TV show. You're watching right? it on your television. Yeah, right. But it, you're right. So you're right. But when I say TV, okay, you mean I I did, I did not mean okay. uh, those shows. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Well, good. I'm I'm glad to hear it. It is it is lovely. You know, we have PlayStation View now, which. For all intents and purposes, is cable, but it's mainly we're like you know Mrs. Matthews will scroll through, and if she sees a movie she might want to watch, she'll you know set to record it or add it to the favorites and all of that. And actually, that was sort of my long-winded way of saying, well, what brought, what brought this on? That was the question you asked me. Last week I watched it. I think I just watched Raw, and I think I watched it because I knew Braun Strowman was going to be back. And then this week I watched because I wanted to see how Sling TV did during its free trial, whether there was going to be lots of stuttering or reloading or whatever. And it, it performed admirably um, this time. So it, 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 did, it did kind of buffer and reload a few times. But I, the interesting observation about that, and I don't know whether or not these videos are served through different gateways or different servers or what have you, but the buffering only happened during commercials, which Ooh. I thought was interesting. I'm not sure how or why that could be. Again, maybe commercials are coming from a different server. I, I don't know why that would be. That seems unlikely to me. But, yeah, it was very strange. Every time the buffering happened, it was during commercials. So, uh, weird. Interesting, interesting. All right, so you've watched. You're caught up. Um, tell me what you thought of Enzo Amore's promo, everything I saw made it seem like a star is born and this was kind of his coming out party. Was it as good as people seem to be saying on Twitter? It was good. I but enjoyed I mean, the 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 gif or gif again, however you choose to pronounce it, of GIF. the gif I saw of Cass is doing a promo with his stupid black t-shirt and Enzo comes from the top right-hand corner of the screen, which means he was on a ladder or one of those big, like, you know, storage <laughs> units and, like, dives over his head. That was kind of... I Again, you know, it was a weird time to choose to break them up, but so far I am enjoying what they're doing with it. Um, 
Do you have... My concern is that Enzo Amore is not going to graduate from this feud. I think we will see him. I think, again, the fact that, you know, he he cut that promo, I think is good. I think I don't think he has the same long-term success potential that Colin Cassidy does. Um, no. But I think he'll stick around for a while. We'll see Enzo in The Miz. We'll see Enzo, you know. We'll see. I think Enzo and the cruiserweights could be quite good. I definitely, you know, one of the things that I don't necessarily want to spend a lot of time on, but the cruiserweights have once again been relegated to the pre-show. Neville versus Tozawa is a pre-show match, and at some point WWE has to show us that they matter. And putting them on the pre-show does not do that. I suppose yeah, I should well, add the caveat, if WWE wishes for them to matter, and they might not. Yeah, might not. They might have. They might have been like, "Well, this was a fun experiment, and two hundred five live is going to end in a year, and we're just not going to do this again." I do think it's very strange, though, because usually when they have a mistake like that and they want to ignore it, they sweep it under the carpet. Um, and you could make that argument that's what they're doing on pay per views by only including them on the pre show. However, they're still giving the cruiserweights decent time on Raw every week. I mean, I think they had two separate segments on this past Monday night, is that, and they were good matches. Is that because the Cruiserweights matter, or is that because it helps to fill three hours of Raw? Yeah, I'm guessing it's the latter. I will be interested to see what happens when the UK promotion Show. or whatever kicks off. Because Neville would make sense going over there, and I wouldn't be surprised if at some point we had a Cruiserweight champion versus UK champion unificate you know and the uk champion won and all of a sudden we don't hear the cruiserweight belt mentioned anymore i hope that's not the case i haven't watched 205 live in months i feel bad about that but i just haven't um, no have you no no i've just recently started watching nxt again um of course you know the issue is that it airs at the same time as lucha so i'm always behind uh, so I actually haven't watched last week's or this week's, but it seems like NXT has actually been watchable recently. It seems like NXT is I've been I've good been behind. Here. I've got a you know I've got the vacations are over for the most part. I've got a nice big chunk of downtime. I plan on catching up with wrestling um, if I can. Put I mean, my... the last three of the last three shows had Oscar on them twice. Like they're actually using their chant. Last night, Bobby Roode defended his title against Roderick Strong. Like, and Mora Ronaldo came back. Like, it was so hard not to watch NXT last night. Good. And watch Lucha Underground instead. Like, I, I can't wait to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. It's going to be great. But, like, that's the thing. Like, they finally have this pool of talent. And for a long time, like, I mean, I've been a big fan of Asuka for forever, right? I mean, she's had that title for, what, 480 days now or something ridiculous? She is now, I believe, the longest reigning champion in the modern era. She's held it longer than Honky Tonk Man, I believe, held the Intercontinental title. Um, she held it. Longer. And she held it longer than Punk's date. Uh, She's yeah. up to like four fifty, four sixty. Well, so, well, Punk's is like four eighty four. Four thirty four. Oh, four thirty. Yeah, she passed him already. Wow. Okay. All right then. So, but see, so my point is, I've been a fan of hers for a long time, but there was this period in NXT. I don't know if it's just because they didn't have any competition for her. Or, or what it was, but she just wasn't on our television. No, she she was there for for takeovers, and that was it. And then you would have, you would have months of NXT well, that was I no, wasn't interested there was in no watching. Women's division for her to wrestle. Once right, Bailey but it was left, just it, it took a long time. 
But it wasn't just the women's division. It was like that across the board. They they took away almost all their top male talent as well. And it just seemed like NXT was anemic and there wasn't much point in watching it for a long time. And now I feel like it's back firing on all the cylinders. They've got a bunch of talent. And I'm just, I guess, I'm, I'm interested. I'm going to get back to watching it. But now I always have in the back of my mind that they are going to assassinate that show again by pulling all of their top talent to Raw and SmackDown and allowing them to squander and do nothing. But isn't that the, na- got- isn't that the nature of the beast? As much as Triple H wants to tell us it's a new brand, it's not. It needs to be a new brand. That's what I'm saying. Sami Zayn... Sami Zayn, Luke Harper. What are they doing with Sami Zayn? Cruz. Nothing. Like nothing. I he's just, gonna wrestle. He's gonna. He's gonna be. He's gonna be the guy. He is. He is in the role of. He is going to introduce us. He'll wrestle Mike Kanellis or whatever his name is at Backlash or whatever the next pay per view is, and he will have a good match with him to introduce Mike Kanellis to mainstream WWE fans who have no idea who he is. So that's the role he's in right now. And again, I just wish he could have stayed in NXT and in a just perfect lived world, there as a main eventer. In a perfect world, NXT would be lengthened and you would bring some talent down. You would deepen the rosters all across the board. Dana Brooke would go back down. You would have this, you know, this. Nia Jax. No, nah, I don't mind Nia Jax on Raw. But you would, you would be able to move these people around. Bailey potentially could go back to NXT and it would be a third brand but right now you can't do, I don't know what they need to do to, you know maybe you need to get an actual cable deal for that show maybe you need to just make it 2 hours long but it ha- right now it has to be the minor leagues and it's very good but eventually it is going to get you know rude Bobby Rude Hideo Itami Cassius Ono all these guys will get cherry picked up They'll decide that Alistair Black needs to be the cruiserweight champion, so he'll disappear to 205 Live, and you know they'll be back to uh, Tino Sibatelli and other guys you've never heard of. So anyways, let's get back to Great Balls of Fire now that I've ruined Doc Manson's day. Um, who wins, Enzo or Cass? I presume Cass, because I feel like Enz, for Enzo to work, he has to be the patet- the perpetual underdog. He just needs to lose. Mm-hmm. I think that's all they do with guys his size. So I'm guessing that Cass goes over. All right. I'm going to say that uh, Enzo wins by disqualification because Colin Cassidy just kills him. Okay. And because I don't think you then this you don't end this in a one-shot deal. So this will happen at SummerSlam again in some form or fashion. And I see Enzo as being sort of that little pit bull terrier or whatever, where he's going to get put down, put down, put down. And just keep coming but no matter back. what, he's just going to keep coming back. That, that's um, entirely possible. Um, um, so the only other thing about that is I, I really hope that, you know, in an effort to show his, uh, his intellectual core and to really, really put the screws to Enzo, I am hoping... Now, the next time we see Colin Cassidy, he is wearing a shirt that has soft written on it. Spelled correctly. And that it is spelled S-O-F-T. Okay. That would be good. That is my... I hope he gets a shirt that says something, because right now, he's just bland. 
Uh, the cruiserweights, Neville and Tozawa. Is Tozawa the guy to finally get the cruiserweight title off of Mr. Neville? No. No, I don't think so. And again, ah, 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 this ah, is happening exactly as I wanted it to. Neville is, is helping to elevate these guys. But the problem is nothing happens after that. I don't remember the last time I saw Jack Gallagher. I don't remember the last time I saw any of the other people who have challenged. You know, Rich Swan has done nothing. Um, it, it's you know, And again, I'm not watching 205 Live, so perhaps that's my own doing. I wish I was because I think whatever Drew Gulak is doing with this anti-aerial movement is intriguing. It's just I'm eventually just going to binge it and watch, you know, eight, nine episodes. But, um, all right, Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt. I guess Seth Rollins, because Bray Wyatt doesn't win anything. I'm going to say Bray Wyatt for the exact same reason, because I always pick Bray Wyatt. Even though I know he's not going to win, but I have to pick him anyways. Um, plus, you know, I figure, why not? We need, a sh- we need a pay-per-view once where we just pick opposite people as often as possible. I just, I don't... Is Seth Rollins on any level working for you? Um, like he came yes. back from his okay, he came back from his injury, and they should have had him come back as a face. They they did the heel stuff for a while. They tried to shoehorn it in there, and suddenly he just became, hey dudes, cheap pop face character. Yes, he does. And he I, does something for me between the belts. In the okay. ring, as a wrestler, Seth Rollins is fantastic. Um, whatever he's doing on the mic right now, it's not working for me. And again, I have not been watching. I've been, you know, I haven't been watching as regularly as I need to, so I'm not even really sure. I've seen a lot of it because I feel bad. I love Bray Wyatt, but when Bray Wyatt starts talking now, I tend to push fast forward because I'm like, you're not gonna say anything of relevance. You will be nothing. captivating and say nothing and. I don't need to see that all the time. So I saw Bray Wyatt standing in a desert, and I pressed fast forward. Have you been fast forwarding past this feud between Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss? Is it a feud? Can you even call it a feud? Um, I think I've has... mostly been watching that. Who wins? Alexa Bliss. It seems like they've slowed down the women's title hot potato uh, following the shakeup. So, I don't know. I think they're starting to build around Alexa in a way they weren't building around anyone else before. I think Sasha Banks wins. Okay. And I think... I could, I could easily see. I think she wins. I think, you know, they're definitely going to build around Alexa Bliss. I think she and Nia Jax have unfinished business. I don't think they want to put Nia Jax anywhere near the title. And I think. I mean, the way I think about it, though, is aren't Sasha and Charlotte tied for title reigns? Oh no. I think I think they are. If I'm wrong, whatever. But I feel like they are, and they they've shown such restraint with Charlotte on SmackDown. She's not even in the title picture. Well, no, because the title picture right now is Lana. Right, but my point is, I have felt that they made a conscious choice to do that with her and i sort of feel like they've made that same choice with sasha they established her last year with multiple title reigns she's a credible threat to your championship at all times but i'm not sure that she is the person that they really want to build around 
I'm not sure they're going to be. She's not going to be the person that pulls ahead of Charlotte in terms of uh, most title reigns of this new modern women's era. I I don't think they have that faith in Sasha Banks. Um, I could be wrong. Charlotte is a five-time former champion if you count her Divas title run, which I'm sure WWE would. Right. Sasha is a three-time champion. Okay, so four and three. You just did yeah, so she would tie Charlotte. Um, okay, but but I, I also mean, think I also maybe. think, and again, this is potentially the fantasy booker in me. You can tell a very interesting story if Bailey gets jealous of Sasha. The idea of Sasha being jealous of Bailey was kind of predictable, and everyone wanted Sasha to turn heel again. But if Bailey's the one who gets jealous, that's I a just more want uh, Bailey to start a click, and it's going to be her and that new Evie chick who just looks like yeah. Bailey Junior. And I saw some pictures uh, on Twitter, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, uh, I saw some pictures of Tessa Blanchard, and if you just give her a side ponytail, uh, she would be Bailey clone number three. Um, just call them the mean girls, have them be these awkward, Bailey, give Tessa Bailey Blanchard and the some, some, some headgear, some major braces or something, and, and they're just ready to go to town as uh, we're the nerds who t- we're tired of being beaten up by the jocks and uh, we're going to run roughshod over this high school. I, uh, I, I can't like, wait to see it. I like where your head's at. Um, have you enjoyed this Ms. Ambrose feud? No. I mean, they gave us the Ms. Taraj, which I guess you have to see as a perk. I don't understand the recent weeks, the tension that they've been demonstrating between Miz and Maurice. That's where it falls apart for me. Agreed. Because are you going to, you know, because either this is a way to write Maurice off of TV. Yeah. Or the only reason you would do this is to potentially have her align with Dean Ambrose. Are you going to put Maurice with Dean Ambrose? No. No. And here's the thing. I think the program that Ambrose and Miz gave us on SmackDown was excellent, and this just pales in comparison. I, I They've been trying to recreate magic since they brought these two to Raw. I'm a big... I don't know. Like, I said it at the time of the shakeup, and I'll say it again. I, I don't understand why you, why you move feuds between... Like, they moved both Dean Ambrose and Miz to Raw. They moved both. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to SmackDown. I don't understand why you do that. Take these people who have been giving you the, these these great feuds and split them up. Let them I, work with other people. I get get the that road out there. The spread it around. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn you keep together because the only way Sami Zayn is going to be relevant is at the expense of Kevin Owens. So you keep Sami Zayn around on the off chance that he freakishly wins the Royal Rumble and wrestles Kevin Owens for the title at WrestleMania. Uh-huh. Um, I think Miz wins. I don't think Dean Ambrose does anything for the Intercontinental title. But then again, I don't think Dean Ambrose does much of anything, period. So... I I, I historically have been a big Dean Ambrose fan. Mm-hmm. I, the magic has left our relationship. I, I, I just... The bloom is off the rose, if you will. There's just... There's nothing that keeping me... There's nothing keeping me here anymore, Dean. I'm sorry. It's it's not you. It's me. I just gotta, I just gotta face that open road. So are you predicting, Miss? I guess so. All right. Um, 
Interestingly enough, the Hardys are going to take on Shazaro, otherwise known as The Bar, in a 30-minute Iron Man match. I don't know if I've ever seen a tag team Iron Man match before. Well, I'm going to give it to The Bar, because I just think that uh, as a, an Iron Man match, to me, would seem like it should favor the stronger wrestlers of, of the of the matchup. And I feel as though that would be Sheamus and Cesaro. Yeah. I'm going to do the same thing. Um, I also think, you know, I understand that apparently there's some legal proceedings between Matt Hardy and Anthem slash Impact slash DFW uh, to potentially allow the broken character to come to WWE. You don't bring broken Matt Hardy in on a win. Right. you got to lose enough so that he can break. So. Yeah. All right, uh, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman in an ambulance Braun Strowman. match. No, actually, I'm taking that back. Um, Roman Reigns is going to win. I say Braun Strowman wins. Roman Reigns is going to win. He's going to face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, and we're not going to get Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania this year. Is that long-term the better way to do it? Yeah, I think so. I think they're going to... I think they've given up on Roman Reigns at Mania... I hope they have, so that's why I'm saying he wins here, so that he can logically go on to face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Okay, fair enough. Um, I think Braun Strowman wins, and I actually think Braun Strowman's the one who wrestles Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Yeah. Well, I hope I'm right, but you're probably right. Uh, which brings us to our main event, Brock Lesnar taking on the great, fantastic, wonderful Samoa Joe for the Universal title. I know I just said I think Braun takes on Brock Lesnar. Um, as much as I would love to believe that Samoa Joe could win this, and I think he could win this, I don't think he does win this. You've accomplished everything you've needed to accomplish. Leading up to this, Samoa Joe is a bad mamma jamma, and Brock can squeak out a win, and Samoa Joe can go on to... I don't know, Roman or Ambrose or whatever. I would really, really like Samoa Joe to win this. Yes. He ain't gonna. Yeah. What we want to have happen in these matches and what we think will happen are generally two different things. Yeah. Um, we don't need to spend a huge amount of time on this. We can talk about it uh, potentially next week. But um, we are halfway through 2017, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Holy poopsies. We are halfway to the third annual DDT Awards. Do you think we're going to get there? I think we will. I think, I think I'm think. i not gonna... sure. I, I mean, I, don't, I got the impression that you, you would prefer not to participate in the DDT Awards. So I love me some DDT Awards. I love it when Do GQ you? is involved. I love it when then GQ has to go and leaves us on our own for most of the DDT awards. I know that wasn't his fault, but I'm, you know. Oh, that was good, though. That was rich. Uh, oh, GQ. We love you. Um, I do love GQ. Well, I'll be seeing him this weekend for Great Balls of Fire. So, if you had any interest in attending. Never say just never. Just putting it out there. Never say never. Just putting it out there. Summer is a different thing. Is is he the only one joining you, or will others be joining you? I do not know yet. At the moment, it is just him. All right. Well, never say never. I was I was told that in the summer, 
you know, you never know what could happen. So, GQ better better bring some chicken. That's all I gotta say. Um, Fair enough. Uh, what are what are you what are your big takeaways from the first half? Do you have a MVP? Do you have a you know who who is the biggest star of the first half of twenty seventeen, either in WWE or in general? I know most of the first half of twenty seventeen didn't feature Lucha Underground. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's only one possible answer to that question. It's Braun. Yeah, absolutely, it's Braun Strowman. Yeah. He is the star of 2017. I likened it to, um, on Twitter, you know. This is a good likening, actually. Uh, in 1991, thank you. In 1991, Hulk Hogan was uh, a big deal, but he was on his, he wasn't on his way out, but he, he was obviously in the latter half of the Hulkamania taking over the world phase. Um, he had beaten Sergeant Slaughter, gotten the title back, um, and, uh, Iraqi sympathizer? Yes, Iraqi sympathizer. He had bested him and General Adnan and Colonel Mustafa and that whole shebang. Just just placing the timeline. Yes. The approximate. Yes, 91. Um, and then he randomly has a match uh, with this new phenom known as The Undertaker. And The Undertaker was this big, you know, monster of a man, a monster among men who was kind of taking the world by storm. He had made his debut uh, the fall before at Survivor Series, 1990, and, you know, he was he was something that the world had never seen before. And amazingly enough, um, The Undertaker beat Hulk Hogan for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Um, he didn't hold it for... I'll wait for you to be ready for me to continue my story, Mister. I'm making myself a mechanical uh, water bottle. Just keep talking. Uh, he won, and you know, you could make the case that his star power uh, was made because he beat Hulk Hogan. He didn't do it cleanly. Ric Flair interfered, but he won. He beat Hulk Hogan for a title. Um, and okay, so we've sorry to interrupt you. But we've, we've talked about how loudly I talk uh, when we were recording this show. Uh, Mrs. Manson just texted me to let me know that only GQ is coming this weekend. She has confirmed okay. it's only GQ. <laughs> just throwing it out. Interesting. Thank you, Mrs. Manson, for the update. Um, does she sit, like, outside the door? Is she, no, like, sitting in the landing? she's literally on a, She's not even on the same floor as me. I, like, I, my voice carries... Evident. All right. Um, so I liken that to Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is the it guy. He's main evented two or three WrestleManias in a row, whatever the number actually is. And um, he is, you know, he's a big deal. And they have been able to make Braun Strowman, uh, you could argue, as big of a deal as Roman Reigns. And him winning uh, would continue to do that. So, you know, WWE has done a very nice job making two huge superstars in a single uh, feud. So I applaud them for that. I would agree. Braun Strowman is your... He is the breakout star and the MVP at the same time. That The the gif I saw of him, Apollo Crews was going for the moonsault and he just mule kicked oh, him. That was beautiful. It is a thing it of was. beauty. It is a thing of beauty. 
All right, let us bang through some emails uh, here, and then we'll get on out of here to get ready for Great Balls of Fire. Oh, Chris Hawk. All right. Let, I want a full investigation into D.C. Matthews' role as draft commissioner. We are doing another draft. It is the fourth pool. Chris Hawk is in the pool, and he randomly, I swear it was random, got the last pick. Which, again, is not a bad thing in a snake draft. All right. All right, nope, nope, nope. DC Matthews, I think there's something to this where there is smoke, there is fire. No. I am appointing myself <laughs> the special prosecutor, and we are going to look into right. this entire this entire draft commission. Chris will we are be going better. to get to the very bottom of the funding. We are going to follow the money. We are going to see exactly what it is that you have been up to, sir. Behind the curtains. Chris Hawk will be very excited that uh, that you are the special prosecutor. I am right. taking the case. Uh, the next one comes from Glenn, and it's a short one, so you can read it. There's even pictures. Yes. It was mentioned during the Great Tea Debate that a biscuit that us Brits consume with our tea is called a digestive. These were called that because it was believed that eating these aided the digestive system. I have included pictures so you can see if you have anything similar in the United States. Thanks as always, Glenn. Why would you eat that? Digestive biscuits. Like, I hear digestive, and again, I think medicinal. But honestly, I think it's just like... I think it's just like a vanilla cookie. I don't know if it's vanilla flavor. What is it? It, but... looks, it looks like a, a kind of flat... Nilla wafer that has been punctured with holes and been branded with sweet meal digestive biscuits. I don't know, man. I would try them. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, if somebody wants to send us, you know, you can send us care of Doc Manson and DC Matthews. We will try digestive biscuits. Uh, what is your piece of positivity, sir? Piece of positivity. Hmm. You know, it was probably that rap battle. I really thought that that line about... No. Um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, say something serious to start with. And that is AJ Styles versus Chad Gable on SmackDown this week. Uh, a really great match. A, a great reintroduction to, to Chad Gable, who has not been on our television in some time. And, Except for two you weeks know, ago having, when he wrestled Kevin Owens. Yeah, but still, having matches like these puts him back in the public eye, starts turning heads. People now mainstream, I think, are a little more impressed with this man. Oh, absolutely. And it it's only going to be good for his, for his future career. All right, I will go ahead, and since the only wrestling I have been watching is Japanese wrestling, I will go ahead and make a recommendation. Um, if you haven't seen it, and I know a lot of you have, uh, go check out the match between Okada and Tiger Mask W, who is cruiserweight standout Kota Ibushi of the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, spoilers, sorry, in case you didn't know who Tiger Mask W was. Uh, they had a great 30 to 40 minute match um, that was really good and I enjoyed watching it. So, if you have New Japan cool. Pro World or if you are interested, check it out. I'm sure there are links to it illegally somewhere. 
Uh, my second piece of positivity. Oh my goodness, okay. And third. Second and third uh, are Tanae Young <laughs> and Fandango's mustache during that segment. I appreciate that they continue to get something to do. Even if it's not going to lead them to tag team titles, it's keeping them on TV and keeping us entertained. I liked that Tanae Young was in that battle royal. <laughs> I have to watch. I will watch tomorrow. Tomorrow's my catch-up day. Fair All right there, Doc Manson. Uh, another thrilling episode of DDT Wrestling is in the books. Uh, you are welcome to join the show, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Send us a review on iTunes. Tell your friends about the greatest podcast they have likely never heard of. Anything else you would like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to join the conversation, send us an email at ddtwrestling at gmail.com. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. And until we meet again, my friends, we'll see you around the neighborhood.